slime water. Choose your own adventure. Alright, mahalo. Welcome to uh, the Slime Wire podcast, episode 2821, baby. I am, of course, 2821. I'm, of course, uh, your host, Triton T2, broadcasting out of Portland, Oregon, joined by my co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? <laughs> That's a big mahalo to you, buddy. I'm known around these parts as E.K. Men Sensei, coming from, uh, coming, I should say, to you from Shikoku, Japan. Um, and uh, we're excited to, it's been a long minute, as uh, <clears throat> the Japanese would say, uh, hisashiburi desune. It means it's been a while. In Japan. It hasn't been that long. What was the last, it was like a week ago, you know. It's fine. Let's it's been just, like three weeks ago. Let's just, I think pre- let's just pretend like it was like a week ago, you know. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's I'm, not counting, I'm not counting the days. Uh, until so, I get to leave. <clears throat> yeah. So, what have you been up to since uh, since we last spoke? Oh, what's been going I, on with old? I heard you were on like a nude, um, a nude hot spring retreat, something like that. <laughs> a nude resort? Uh, yeah. yeah, I was getting nude. Uh, no, um, my really close friend uh, that I met last time I was in Japan came down from Tokyo, and we like went everywhere um in shikoku we went all over the place in shikoku and it was kind of like uh like really nice and necessary for me uh it was really good we went to um a city up north called takamatsu Mm. and we saw a bunch of cool stuff um she every single day she was like hey there's like this really nice mountain you want to hike up this mountain so i was like hiking up a mountain every day and like, <laughs> as you yeah 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 you can imagine uh what that was like for me um and it was fucking rough uh but it was really cool it was i had a lot of fun um yeah nice. so that was my weekend um and then i last uh, i guess three weeks ago so i may have already told you i'm in my uh school's table tennis club <laughs> oh yes yeah. Uh, yeah 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 so i go there every monday well you're like a coach you're not like a player no i'm not yeah i'm not a coach i just go like hang out you know chill um <laughs> but well i was yeah so like basically i will just go and chill and like help set things up and like hang out with the kids uh <clears throat> but Recently, I was like, oh, you know what? I should maybe learn how to play table tennis, you know? Because this is kind of weird that I'm just there. <laughs> uh, so I signed up for an adult table tennis club. Uh, and I had my first practice last Friday. And I had my second practice this Friday. And it's a lot of fun. You know, so, I yeah. never I never really thought about it um, until you told me that you were, like, in the table tennis club. But... um. In America, it's referred to as ping pong, right? Which now I realize is like really racist that we call it. It is. We call it ping pong, you know. A ping pong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know if this sport originated in the the East, but I. You know, I'm not really sure if the name ping pong comes from is a racist place. 
like, I don't think I don't think that they were like, oh, they call it a ping pong in Japan. <laughs> so this is what we're gonna. Um, they don't. So they call it taku, which means table ball in uh, Japanese. Um, so that's what it's. So that's what you will hear referred to as in Japanese. So they don't call it table tennis. <laughs> um, they call it taku. Okay. Uh, and ping pong, like the Japanese automatopoeia for uh, a doorbell ringing is ping pong, ping pong, like ping pong. So if you say ping pong, they think it's you're making an automatopoeia for a doorbell ringing. So they don't know the word ping pong at all. Okay. So I don't think that's really what it is. Yeah. Well, it sounds racist. I'm just going to assume <laughs> that it's racist. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So and then after that, I'm meeting a couple friends up in Takamatsu and we're going to go drink. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. So while you were having, you know, all sorts of fun, Portland was engulfed in like horrible wildfire yeah, smoke. So I've heard. Um, yeah. I was up here the whole time. I never left. I, uh, it's really scary when you're like in a place that is hazardous and you're watching people that you know flee to other <laughs> parts of the country you know <laughs> and you're like still staying there and you see all the people that are still staying there so you feel like you're all right but at the yeah, same yeah, time yeah. you are you're watching people flee and get out <laughs> and um i've never had that experience before it was really scary um I yeah, basically, I was working, like, basically the whole time. And then, like, there was one day where it was, like, really bad. And I went mm -hmm. to work and, like, just sort of looked around at everybody. And we all just sort of looked at each other and were like, we don't want to be here. Um, <laughs> uh, we should leave. We should not be doing this. And we, like, texted our manager and were like, you know, we're going to go. Like, this is fucked up. And... <laughs> <laughs> we ended up leaving and <laughs> closing down Damn. for a couple days and then that was almost even worse because then I was just trapped in my fucking like new house with my roommate just who you don't like, care for <laughs> well yeah. I, I love him but um just going like really fucking crazy and like you know when you're like like it's like you're trapped in like a box or like a hot like a hot sweaty party and you want to go outside and get like some fresh air you couldn't fucking yeah. do that you couldn't do that at all there was nowhere yeah. you could go where you felt uh, all right it the smoke is very vaporwave it vaporwaves your very body because it it's <laughs> it slows you down it makes you lightheaded it makes you yeah. tired yeah um it feels it like a dream down. like and even like it got better like probably like a week ago and uh it's still like it just feels like it was a bad dream like i don't even like it feels like it was so long ago and yeah. after like the smoke cleared um it was like clear skies for like a couple days and everybody for like a while was like oh man i love like the blue skies you know we take this for granted and then it started yeah. raining like a day after that and everybody just like completely forgot and was like, oh, this rain fucking sucks. Shit sucks, bro. I want to be inside. I don't want to be outside. And uh, yeah, so I'm ready to put that whole part of my life, um, 
you know, on the back burner. I don't want to think about it anymore. It, it, was, sure. a, it was a bad dream and I woke up from it, you know, <laughs> so it's not to be talked about anymore. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember uh, like texting my, well, A, the like old man that lives uh, maybe 20 minutes away from me was constantly like every day he was like, well, hey there, Evan. Hey there, buddy. I hear that the forest fires are getting real bad down there. I hope you're uh, contacting your family and making sure they're safe. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> no, that's just like my old man. <laughs> this is my old... While, while my friend was down here, she was like, you have like one impression for all old men. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, oh, hey there, buddy. Oh, uh, oh just wanted to make sure uh, everybody's all right down there. Is this a, an American man? Yeah, it's an American man. Oh, okay. he's from uh, he's from Oregon. He's like really fucking annoying, and I hate him. Uh, no, I don't hate him. He's great. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so he he was way more concerned about my family than I was because I knew my parents at the drop of a hat they could merely uh, hire a private helicopter or a jet plane, <laughs> <laughs> fly away yeah <laughs> uh, i was like no i like i'm just not worried about them you know i'm just not really worried about them but yeah. i would keep on oh go ahead oh i was gonna say before the smoke uh hit portland really bad it hit eugene and the coast uh really bad that's and, what i heard um, yeah i called like every like i've got family on the coast i've got family in eugene i called every single fucking one of them and checked in on them and made sure that they were all right and then when it got really bad in portland nobody fucking called me like, nobody did anything. My brother <laughs> fleed the city without telling me and left me up here, knowing that I'm a, a heavy smoker. And uh, I was pretty pissed off. I'm still kind of pissed off about it. But Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it be, dude. <laughs> Society's collapsing. You can't count on anyone anymore. Yeah. Um, it's all you. Well, you can count on me, though. I'll be there for you. In you spirit. Will. All right. Yes. Speaking um, of um, society collapsing, what the fuck were we like even supposed to talk about today? Yeah, do you remember? The, I, I like mean, a couple we're things. Stacked. We're just oh, yeah. stacked. We're just all stacked. Say- I feel like a lot of this stuff can be compounded. Like, okay, so for one, there was the uh, the like, because all this happened like so long ago now, and like so much crazy shit keeps happening. It's hard to keep track. But there was that. Uh, so I guess first off, there was the. Um, the dude in Portland that shot the Proud Boy, right? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and then right after that, there was the Kyle Rittenhouse in Wisconsin shooting the two Black Lives Matter protesters. Yes. After that, the guy in Portland was got murdered during his arrest by the <laughs> police after giving a tell-all Vice interview. And then after that, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And so much of this shit. um, I feel like a lot of this shit can be uh, compounded into my basic idea is that all of these things are um, accelerating the election race to my predicted uh, end point and scenario, which is that Donald Trump is going to win. 
Donald Trump takes it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Donald Trump is uh, definitely going to win. Uh, or just like, you know, he's just going to declare himself. Or steal it. He's going to yeah, steal yeah. it exactly yeah. how they did in 2000. Because now they have a majority in the Senate and the Supreme Court. Yep. You know. Yeah. I think that they're just going to say, I mean, I feel like everybody in the Donald Trump cabinet is basically just kind of looking at themselves and thinking well we could just say no <laughs> if he doesn't win like we could just be like nah nah he's, well, he's the president correct nah. me if i'm wrong but in 2000 when the, the last time republicans stole the election yeah um they did it using the supreme court to tell the um voters to tell the people in florida to stop counting votes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the governor in Florida, which was George Bush's brother, uh, mm. said, yeah, we're going to stop counting the votes. And that's how it happened. And everybody yeah, just true, true. washed right. it and let it happen. And now with like this whole like mail-in voting, like mail-in voting is fraudulent in their eyes. Like yeah. it's just, I mean, it's clear as day that they're just going to say, stop counting yeah. mail-in votes, which is all of what Biden's votes are, right? So Yeah, that's true. That is definitely true. Yeah, it's looking very, very grim. Um, I guess... Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg shit. Um, with, like, the shooter getting murdered by the police and then, like, Kyle Rittenhouse being, like, sort of put up by the Republican Party as, like, some sort of hero, even though he's, like, a Durant, like he's he's basically no different than like Elliot Rogers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a deranged seventeen-year-old murderer. Yeah, yeah. Who tried to go on a shooting spree? Yeah. So my idea with like that whole thing is that like I don't I don't want to say I've been dealing with this in my head for a bit, so it might I don't know if it's going to sound like completely succinct. But I don't think that, um, like, Republican voters are, like, immoral or, like, don't believe in ethics or morality necessarily. But I think we're, like, going towards a place where um, the only thing anybody cares about is being right, you know, to their, um, mostly, I think, being right to their like proving themselves right to their like younger family members that are more politically active (laughs) than they are. Right. And so when these things happen, like the media is just like, Oh, well this guy was a hero and this guy like wasn't a hero and they can say, well, Fox news said this. So that means I'm right. And then in the inevitable conclusion of like Trump stealing the election, it doesn't matter yeah. how he stole it. The fact is that he won. He won. And so therefore, I'm right. Therefore, yeah. more than half of the country agrees with me and I'm right. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. I think that this it is something matter. It doesn't matter if black people are like being murdered. Yeah. Like, what's more important is that I was right about Black Lives Matter, the movement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that's... Uh, distinction that's pretty that i have also thought about for a while now is like the um most i think you're like average american um 
politically doesn't care about it's not that they care about being right it's that they care about winning you know yeah owning Um, people yeah 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 destroying people with facts and logic so and like in any given argument you can win an argument like in any given argument between two individuals say at a dinner table or on the phone neither of you has a full body of research available to back up your conclusions. So you can always pull some kind of dirty underhanded shit to be like, well, you don't fucking know that. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like you can always, because if you are committed to being right, then you, the burden is on you to, you know, come up with some kind of proof or facts of your, argument whereas if you are committed to winning there's always a way to like win an argument that doesn't involve being uh, correct you know um so yeah or caring about people's like lives or much less yeah yeah much less caring about another human being um which is like a whole different thing than being right you know, uh, so yeah, I think, um, like in my own, uh, uh, arguments with my family members in the right wing, namely my father, uh, that's a, that's definitely a theme that comes up, you know, there's always some, you know, uh, like my dad will always try to are, you know, he'll always try to shove in my face the idea that Western civilization is the best civilization in the history of the world. And it's just something that you can't really argue against, you know, like. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think you could say that there's other civilizations in the world that aren't part of Western civilization that seem to be doing all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eastern civilization. Yeah, you got Japan on the cut here. Although Japan's not doing great at all, uh, but like it's just it's just a it's just something that you can't. A, it's something that sounds like it's not a racist thing to say, and B, it's something you can't like the best civilization. Like it just there's too much. It's just a meaningless thing, you know. But it also is kind of like uh, perfunctorily true in some ways. Because, you know, probably we have the best standards of living um, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's just impossible to to argue against, you know. So, yeah, it's just kind of dirty, underhanded tricks like that. Um, yeah. And I think that's really just uh, contributed to the whole political climate that we uh, find ourselves in today. People not really giving a shit about... A, ethics, or B, uh, the truth, you know? I don't know how much you get this in Japan, but I'm getting it, like, so often here because it's, like, we're ramping up towards the, like, election cycle. But I feel like every single time I open, like, an app on my phone, it's, like, immediately, there's basically, like, a pop-up ad telling me to register to vote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you getting this? I get this. And it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like annoying me (laughs) so much (laughs) 
<laughs> that it's, it's like making me not want to vote. Um, uh, I had an idea about this. What was my fucking idea? It was that, um, like, given that, given the choices that we like have been given between like Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, like a big part of me wants to be like, oh, I'm doing the woke thing by like not caring about it, you yeah. know. And I'm actually smarter than you because I know that Joe Biden's like shitty. But I think really when they're like bombarding you with this shit, it just really brings out the the laziness part of it where it's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, yeah. sick of looking at this shit. And like, I For just sure. don't want, I wanted to put it in the back of my mind. Yeah. Well, you can register, you can vote online in Oregon. I'm already registered. Like... <laughs> I've yeah. been registered for months. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish they could look that up in their fucking uh, algorithm, but uh, yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, I just really, since I'm, I don't live in the... Oh, I'm not sure, well, like I said before, I'm not sure those, like, even if I vote, like, I'm not sure that vote is even going to be counted, you know, with what yeah. I think is going to happen. yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, voting online, they got to count, right? Right? Why is that any less, like, supposedly fraudulent than mail-in voting? Okay, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, like, having been away from the United States, whenever I call people or talk to people that are still in the United States, they're, you know, you guys are, like, you're just living your life day to day. Uh, yeah. And, like, society hasn't collapsed, right? Like, not yet. No, but, I mean, it's, like, really crazy. Like, they're, like, it's nothing, like, the world outside right now is nothing like it was at this same time last year, right? Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. all of the business, like, half of the businesses have closed. And, like, yeah. this, like, sort of protest movement, which I, like, fully support, is yeah. sort of, like, the, um... Like, it's like, you can't go out to bars anymore. They close at 10 o'clock. And this is yeah. the way that people are, like, socializing. They're socializing inside of, like, a political climate. So everybody's, yeah. like, it's, uh, like, everything you meet, like, every time you meet somebody new, it's all about what are your political, like, ideas. And that's where, like, that's how socializing is done in the year 2020 right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, honestly, my image of the United States is just like a war zone, you know, and just like a totally like a bomb scarred, like tattered, like third world Chechnya. It's a uh, war of ideas, but yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's like, yeah, so I have a, I think that I am much more stressed out about it because I am not there to like see that things maybe aren't normal but at least you know people are waking up and going to work every day uh yeah, that is true a lot but, of people aren't though a lot of people still don't have jobs and shit true true um yeah so yeah i don't know that it seems like back in like the 1930s all it took was well like in you know all it took to start world war one was one diplomat getting shot in a carriage yeah and then everybody went to war and now i just i feel like people are trying to kill to shoot people 
to make it into the news to get enough outrage to spark some sort of a civil war of some kind, but it's just not working because it just can't happen like that anymore. And so it's just kind of a lamer, like there's just all this resentment, which normally if we were all healthy adults, we would take out by murdering each other. But since we are no longer psychologically healthy um, or even physically healthy enough to carry out a war, uh, you just got to stew in your fucking anger, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the worst part of it all is that this is actually better. This is this represents a solution, you know? Like, if all this shit had gone down a hundred years ago, we would already be well in the middle of, like, murdering the shit out of each other, you know? Yeah. So, um, I didn't, like, I said that I didn't want to talk about uh, wildfires anymore, but I will bring it up because, like, uh, like what you're saying is like a lot of these, like the Proud Boys. Like I'm, sh- I'm sure um, there's supposed to be another Proud Boy rally in Portland tomorrow, and I'm sure that'll be very interesting. And you know, another yeah. person might get shot. And um, yeah. they're like, they do these things because they're trying to create like chaos that yeah forces this idea of like civil war and. Uh, yeah. Did you see like any of the the like things with the just poor rednecks in Oregon that had been displaced from their homes because of the wildfires like claiming yeah. that Antifa was starting <laughs> like this is uh, ridiculous no, no. to me. Oh, you this was a huge fucking like thing. I recently got into like a really shitty uh Lincoln County Facebook political group. Basically, basically because I wanted to like dab on boomers and uh, you know like post shit that made them mad and I did that for like a couple days and then the wildfires started and I was like okay I can't be getting into political arguments while all these people are literally posting like where is the nearest shelter (laughs) what can I do to get out of my home and um but then it devolved into this Thing that Antifa was starting the wildfires and yeah. that they were going around and starting putting brush on fire and then people in these rural towns were forming like these tiny militias and like creating checkpoints and like stopping like oh outs- I heard about that yeah, yeah, yeah like trying to stop outsiders to from coming in so that they were protecting their community from Antifa that was starting fires in their rural towns and let me tell you this um a antifa is not an organization it's not a real thing it doesn't exist b if it did they do not give a shit about otis oregon yeah like (laughs) they're not gonna be like all right dude we're gonna take down the system yeah they don't care lincoln city they don't care about the 30 people that live in that fucking town. Yeah, like, for real. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, Antifa doesn't have a thing about, like, uh, glass sculpture and, like, beads and, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, chainsaw art. You know, they don't got a vendetta against that industry. Uh, <laughs> they're not trying to burn down Lincoln City. That's, that's a very good... Um, interpretation of like small coastal towns chainsaw (laughs) art i've never thought about that 
no, so there's like, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's my main like. Uh, when I think Lincoln City, I immediately think going to a boardwalk and looking at some dude's chainsaw of a bear, <laughs> bear with a salmon in its mouth. That's like ninety five percent of all chainsaw. Um, <laughs> there's a bar. I watched, I, there's a bar in Newport that I like going to every time I'm down there. That um, that he's actually a cool dude, but the guy, yeah. well, he's one of the bartenders. He makes chairs out of like recycled wood. And so yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. of these chairs that are built from different like things. And yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. That's ex- that sounds ex- sound like some real Lincoln city type shit. Yeah. Bizarre, bizarre found art type project. Yep. Yeah. I would love to see a chainsaw artist who did like, uh, who made like Gundam like robots or like who did, I don't know, like 18th century uh <laughs> venetian castles or something like anything that wasn't like a bear with a fish in its mouth well really quick um i saw a video of a real life gundam in japan are you aware of this oh they've had those for a while yeah oh really damn well so describe real life gundam because there's life-sized gundams that don't move there are smaller gundams that are still very large that do are like fully automated and then there's just like big ass statues of gundams i mean like well, this one moved this one was walking it was yeah. you know it looked like it was in like its cell thing and yeah. then it like stepped out and walked around um i don't i don't think that's a good thing i'm i'm very scared of giant yeah. robots uh they need them out here yeah really they, yeah. there's that much existential threat that's how we keep Antifa out, out here. <laughs> um, okay. So wait, so describe this Gundam further. Was it like an actual like replication of a Gundam from the movie, from the TV show? or I've never what? seen the TV show, so I don't know. But it was called a Gundam, and it was a giant robot that was walking was a- around. Okay, how big would you say it was? Very, very big. Very, like a, very size big. of a house? I would say bigger. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard about them making that in Tokyo. Um, but you got to know, it's it's like mostly just like old uh, busted up cars and shit on the inside. It's not, it can't kill. It can't kill. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Um, speaking Probably, of, or go ahead. The most, the the person in, who is the mo- in the most danger from that robot is the guy who is inside of it. Uh because which, it will, which I know from watching, you know, some Neon Genesis Evangelion. Is a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they volunteered to go in there. So it's not a problem. All right. Well, that's cool. I'm just worried about them, you know, smashing houses. You know, what if you get a real, what if you get a Kyle Rittenhouse inside of that robot? You know. Shit. That'd be no, scary. They're, they're better. Uh, they tend to go about that with like anthrax in the garbage cans. I would love to see a um, a modern retelling of Neon Genesis Evangelion starring Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> <feel like. laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Good Shinji. Yeah, it's not about his existential angst. It's more about his existential rage against <laughs> black people. <laughs> Um, it's like Neon Gen- it's like Shinji Ikari, except if he hated uh, black people. 
Yeah, and wanted to murder them. Wore the American flag uh, Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Lincoln City, right quick, there was a story that was on um, national news recently where a dude, uh, he was inside of a grocery store uh, showing off a gun to his friend and he put it back in his pants and accidentally shot himself oh, yeah. in the leg. <laughs> yeah so i saw that on the news and i was like oh that's fucked up and then i saw like another story and it was like oregon man and i was like oh shit this happened in oregon and then i clicked on it and it was like lincoln city man at mckay's grocery store it's like a tiny grocery store yeah uh, yeah yeah. and then i i found the picture of him on facebook he's uh he looks like a dude that would do that it's uh, very sad (laughs) Yeah, you know what I would actually be scared of the most if, because like, you know, little stories like that remind me of the uh, everyday humanity that is still to be found in our uh, misunderstood and turbulent political climates. Uh, But like, you know, that makes me, it makes me think of like, I would hate to be the dude, like imagine going, uh, the United States, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump declare war on each other and you're drafted into the Joe Biden army and you yeah. have to go to fucking You have to fight John. the dude with the American flag Crocs. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So that would suck, right? Cuz you'd be like imagine getting like shot in the face by like a 4chan dude who then says like yeet and like fucking um it says like you know Pepe the frog forever or something like that yeah it says does a rick and morty quote on you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um but like imagine being like the dude so that would suck but it is also gonna suck if you don't get drafted because you're just gonna be hanging out you know <laughs> and like everybody like all of the women who are around you will be like why the fuck aren't you in the war you stupid bitch and um then you'll have to talk to your grandparents or you'll have to talk to your grandkids and you'll be like, nah, I like, I will, I politely declined and I just kind of like was a wait staff at a restaurant for that time, you know? So there's really no way out of it. It's going to suck either way. I mean, that's sort of what like being like a, 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 not, not moderate, but a, like, sort of sensible person right now. Like, that's sort of what it's like. I don't really like all this, um... I believe that people should rise up and should protest against Donald Trump doing, like, things that are unconstitutional or whatever. But, yeah. I like, the whole idea that he's, like, a fascist or he's, like, uh, fucking threatening, like, American greatness and, like, the the excellence of American democracy is, like histrionic to me and like kind of stupid and uh it's really more about like what um listic like what graphic design listicles you can post on your instagram that like people are going to reply to um absolutely yeah i mean it's always been like that i think uh yeah nothing's gonna stop that i mean the only thing i think what i would say i don't know if i've already told this story so stop me if i have uh, but I think I did. But like <clears throat> when the Dakota Access Pipeline. Oh, were, yeah. You, you told the story yeah. last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I still think that you should just donate money to 
whatever cause you deem uh, appropriate, and that is the best way to help. I think you should donate money to uh, not necessarily like politicians, yes, and like that you agree with, and you know bail funds for protesters and stuff. But um, like the thing that's happening now, it's like Donald Trump is going to steal this election. Like it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, the fucking like if a dude in Portland shoots a Proud Boy protester. Like, all that does, it, like, that feeds into this narrative that we are the violent insurrectionists even more. Yeah. Like, yeah. they've already created this narrative that we cannot escape from. Even if we, like, rise up, like, and, like, we've set fire to police precincts and shit. And, like, yeah. n- that nothing has happened because of that. The best thing that we can hope for right now by doing that is to elect joe biden you know <laughs> like what's yeah. the point and i don't want to be like cynical but like i it i'm extremely cynical about like this yeah um yeah i think that there's like taken... we're not we're not electing ilan omar we're electing joe biden you know yeah i don't know i think that um, imagining the point of all of the protests as being to get Joe Biden elected is not exactly like a, I don't think anybody that's actually protesting would say that that is the goal of any of the protests. And B, I think people that like really, I mean, I think like the most left-wing people and the people that are uh, most dedicated to furthering these protests are really thinking like the idea is to force action against the protesters that would be totally fascist and would basically necessitate the rest of the world to recognize the kind of fascist nature of the uh Okay, yeah, okay, really quick, I, like, understand that idea of, like, that's the original idea of, like, the civil rights movement. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, but, like, yeah. so, this, I mean, so, like, again, I, like, I'm being hypocritical here because I said that I don't want, like, I don't think that Trump is a fascist, but every time I say that, he does more wild shit that puts him closer towards fascism, like <laughs> murdering, yeah. like, that murdering that guy during his arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland shoot Michael Roynall or something was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, so I understand your position of, like, when you look at people, especially when you look at it through the lens of, like, being on the internet, people being like, oh, he's, like, a total fascist. Um, I get that, you, the the sort of, like, cynicism and annoyance of that, but I also kind of think, like, there really is no like there's no like idealist kind of like platonic form of fascism that you can compare him to right like there's only people who are more and less authoritarian so i think he falls on that spectrum at a level that is alarmingly high for the united states political system so far okay yeah like like, that's like the thing so yeah like people i mean people have been debating that 
like, oh, is Donald Trump like literally Hitler? And then sensible people are like, no, well, no, he is not Hitler. You know, <laughs> he's just like, like there is no ideal notion of fascism that he has to 100% conform to. And then we all get to lose our shit. Like it's already like we can, uh, I think you can already uh, think that a lot of the things that he's done have been completely unacceptable and have basically hurt the political discourse of the United States almost to like a point beyond repair, really. Yeah. And, um, and I think you can like history never repeats itself. You can only look back and try to discern some lessons from it. And like, I really think <laughs> that if you look at our current political climate and then you look at the political, like you look back in history to find the most, the best match, it's probably like pre 1920s or like pre, or sorry, late 1920s, pre World War II, uh, uh, social and political climate. That's okay. Like, we're like sort of teetering constantly on economic collapse. There's plagues, famines, widespread dissent, uh, and disagreement on like basic realities of the world um yeah so i think that like that i really think the question of like is donald trump a fascist is not exactly a useful question but the answer is yes you know that's what i think okay um <clears throat> well shit um yeah i'm not i'm not uh optimistic for like anything that's going to happen in the next like four years i think it's going to be very very bad uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd say like the next ten years, the next twenty years, I wouldn't be. Things ain't yeah. Thing I'm not sure things are going to be looking up. So yeah, but I think I think a lot of people think that way. Um, but there is a chance that good things will happen. Yeah. So right. yeah, you probably won't die. I'd say that's a good. That's one thing that is true. Well, I don't think any of us are going to die. I mean, of course people are going to die, but the majority of people that think that they're going to be like in- extremely oppressed or like because of like what what's happening, like the majority of us are just going to continue to watch Marvel movies and uh, yeah, listen to Vaporwave. And uh, yeah, our lives won't be that, that much different, except we'll be angrier um, on the internet about it. For sure. Yeah, but Oof, to, yeah, that's pretty dark. Um, I, I let's get into something more lighthearted. Um, yeah. So, uh, th- this is a little statement that I wanted to read that came from a, and it's an abridge. I'm going to abridge it, but this comes from a private suite uh, magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in the private suite podcast. Um, yeah. So they say um, private suite as a company as a magazine, a podcast, a website, and a hub for Vaporwave has been a staple to the Vaporwave community for over two years now. But as all things come to an end, so it is with Private Suite Media. 
private suite has grown to unimaginable heights with upwards of 50 staff at times. Unfortunately, it is very difficult trying to manage so many different volunteers and so many different backgrounds. Uh, we have decided it is time for us to log off. It's been a great two and a half years with 14 issues and some amazing work done by some very talented people. We're blah, 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 not going to be putting private suite under new management as such. Uh, this is going to be our final issue. There will be one more podcast episode recorded and released and then it's done. It's done. We got those motherfuckers. They're done. <laughs> we got we them, bitch. Them we got you, we bitch. Took them down. Yeah, I think that uh, really, if they're not cowards and pussies, then that last episode is just going to be an admission of defeat uh, <laughs> towards us and a tip of the hat and a passing of the torch. Triton, to... T2, Ikeman Sensei, you guys are really doing uh, what we really thought we could do, but it's just not <laughs> happening for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish we could reach the uh, the levels that you are currently operating on. Uh, you're what we've always wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please let us suck your dicks. And uh, um, what's your Venmo? We'll put all of our money into your accounts. So they're done. We're one of the only Vaporwave podcasts left. We We wow. have to carry the torch. Unfortunately... 100% Electronica just started a podcast. Oh, well, I mean, we already have the high ground. We'll beat them down. Yeah, we'll beat them down. But you might—you actually might be interested in it. They uh, had Dorian Electra on recently. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen some interviews with Dorian Electra, and it's, he's, they are a pretty cool person. Like, uh, it's very interesting. I didn't really realize, uh, like, just how much their music was about like this like switching back and forth between gender expressions and stuff because uh -huh. like i think yeah it's really interesting like what they're doing with um like it's just about like just as much about uh uh like playing around with like femininity femininity as it is with masculinity you know it's really interesting really weird yeah, I mean, that uh, one good song that you showed me is where they're going, I'm just a guy, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really great. Uh, yeah, no, you got to listen. If you still haven't listened to the rest of that album, you're a fool. And a oh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm working on it. I've been uh, listening to a lot more music lately. They also have a new uh, album coming out later or next month, I think. Yeah, yeah. They made a double, uh, a double EP thing uh, called... Uh, one of the tracks is called Milady. <laughs> and it's so fucking good. It's so That's good. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely have to re review it. Do, is it like a full release? Uh, no, it's just two songs. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so one of them is called Milady, and then the other one is called Gentleman. Um, I've, I've heard like, the Gentleman song, and I don't like it. Yeah, so I will say that I don't actually like the songs. I don't like listening to them, but the concept of them is really funny because it's like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's all this like 17th century, like harpsichord music and shit. So yeah, yeah. it's like That's playing on this idea of like milady as being something that like a court uh, lord would say. 
it's really so cool it's so fucking funny um but yeah like the actual music is that eh, i'm not really sure but yeah the, <laughs> just the idea of like connecting like the 4chan milady like neckbeard milady people with uh yeah 17th century <laughs> uh <laughs> um, like, I- yeah, I don't want to get like too ahead because we do have to like do playlists if we get to it. But um, oh yeah, there is that one like so. This is just like a little. I was playing Dorian Electra at work, like just like the "This Is Dorian Electra" playlist on like Spotify or whatever. And yeah. like I'm a cook in a pizza restaurant, so I can't really hear like the words of the music when I'm yeah. working. You know, I just hear like ambient oven noise mostly. But yeah. um, then I listened to that song and heard the lyrics to it and was like, I'm not going to play this at work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we it's can get into cool. that later. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, okay. So we are now basically the longest running Vaporwave podcast out there. Uh, that's not true, but um, we're, we're, one, we're the best. Definitely the best. Yeah. But we're probably Longest like the- running is the 3D cast, which has been going for like years. But that's okay. really the only one that's longer running than us, yeah. So we're the second longest running Vaporwave podcast that is currently out today. No, we're more like the third. There's another one called Music's the Hang Up. But they, they like, they're very sporadic and their episodes are like 15 minutes long. So we're uh, we're the best. We're definitely the best. And we're definitely the most consistent. Of course. Hey, I wanted to also, met, speaking of the best, I noticed that you are coming in now without any uh, radio static. What's going on there? Oh, is my audio better? Your audio is crystal clear, my friend. Uh, that's wonderful. I don't know. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just so, sort of what happens sometimes. Some, some episodes are really clear and some episodes like really aren't. Maybe I haven't been fucking with the cord or something. But I haven't done anything different. But I was also going to say, we got to get mics, bro. We got to get mics. Yeah. Next paycheck, I'm going to buy a mic. It's going to be like, I'm going to buy like a $40 mic or something. Yeah, yeah, I can but get a yeah. mic. Yeah, let's get some um, mics. You got to get a camera too, because it will really help us. <laughs> It'll help me. It'll help me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be so funny to um like set up a camera on top of my laptop like it's 2004 <laughs> you know yeah you have to like because I'll get you a can camera see, i'll get a camera you can, you can see everything that i'm doing but i can't see what you're doing and i feel like it'll it'll help it'll just yeah, help a lot i'll get a camera i'll get a camera when i get the mic how about how about that and <laughs> knowing our uh, release schedule that'll probably be like the next episode yeah um, yeah, I will say I do want to get back to a weekly schedule. Um, I am getting a lot busier. I I have been busy recently for a lot of reasons, but uh, we should be able to get back to a, a weekly schedule. I've just yeah. I How feel like uh, I I like the the every two weeks as well because I feel like sometimes not enough happens, and then it's all it's always yeah. fun when a lot of shit compounds at once, and then right. we're sort of lost and. Uh, um, desperate yeah, yeah. and cynical and angry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. That's sort of how this one has been going. But um, absolutely. Here we've been going for fifty minutes, and we have like four albums to review. So, do you want to take a quick break, and then we'll get right back into it before you have to leave? 
Okay, yeah, sure. I think an hour should be enough to cover all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the playlist, but we might have to put the playlist till next time. But it's all good. But um, yeah, let's just take a quick, I'll be like five minutes. Love it. Slime Wire. Choose your own adventure. Alright, you ready? Yeah. Alright, we are we're back, baby. Um yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so we have A the uh the Remember album, Four Shots of Green Stone. And then yes. we've got um the 2814 EP, uh, Voyage Slash Embrace. Yes. Um, the surprise, the surprise Sabaris drop on Dream Catalog, uh, Blue Mood 3, and yeah. also the um, uh, Hyper Pop Guru AG Cook's new album, Apple. So, Hyper Pop, I'd say Overlord Maven would be a good way to describe him. So, um, yeah. Where do you want to start? EK Let's Man. go. Uh, so, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not, that first one, um, I did not listen to that because I thought we were only listening. You said, remember? Or you said, you said remember, Sabaris, 2814, <laughs> A.G. Cook. Yes, his, his name is Remember. Yeah, I understand how that could be uh, oh. mi- misinterpreted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Uh, we don't need but... to review that album. It's the most recent Dream Catalog drop besides that Sabaris thing. I'll just do a quick little thing. It's, um, I, first off, I was underwhelmed by it. Um, I think if you listen to it, it's sort of like dream punk, like the, the, the ambient sort of style of 2814, but being like, the idea is that it's like being more um, fucking, what's the word? Like being more innovative by going back on like prog music tropes and yeah. sort of like intense electronic music tropes. I don't think it really worked. There was one song on it that I really liked called uh, Sunday. You should listen to that track. I thought it was really good. But the rest of it, I, I wasn't uh, too hyped on. So you, you weren't missing that much. Okay. All right. Um, well, I feel like I had a lot of feelings about uh, Apple. Okay. Um, so we could talk about that one first if you wanted to. Yeah, go for it. What did you think of it? Um, so I listened to Oh Yeah and uh, Lifeline uh, before the actual album came out. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't I'm not into this acoustic guitar bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, uh, I didn't like it either. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, God damn, like, okay, like in 2020, to be a fucking dude with an acoustic guitar singing sad boy lyrics, that is so fucking played out. I'm yeah. sick of it. I don't want to listen to it. And it physically makes me ill. It, it physically makes me want to throw up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It to me, it it sounds like a like a box of Chex Mix from uh, 2011 that you opened up in your mom's pantry, <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of rotten and moldy. And yeah, 
it's like looking at your old yearbooks and being like, wow, I was fucking lame. You know? <laughs> like, <True. laughs> I was not Absolutely cool. True. I was 100% yeah. not cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like going into your attic, finding your yearbook from high school and being like, oh, wow, I can't believe, wow, this is crazy. I'm going to look at all the memories. And then being like, uh, Oh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, oh yeah, I didn't like um, Beautiful Superstar. I didn't like. There were some other. There were some sounds on here that I liked. Um, the track I really liked was um, I I can't remember if it's Animals or Airhead. Here, give me this. It was Airhead. Airhead was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I liked those uh, synthesizers that start out that are just like so broken i think it's it's what's called in in layman's terms it's called a plebe filter (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's if you're strong enough to uh get through those first like 20 seconds uh, the the song actually becomes much more beautiful after that yes yes you're absolutely right about that um there was um just a second uh so yeah I really liked uh, Stargon and Lifeline were the two that I re- that I liked. Yeah, Stargon's good. Yeah, but um, yeah, I will say none of this really grabbed me. Uh, I thought like Stargon and Lifeline were the best ones out of a pretty mediocre set. Yeah, there. I didn't. I didn't like. I was gonna come into this being like I'm very underwhelmed by this. I didn't like it really at all i'm i'm honestly upset that you didn't like it either i thought we were gonna have our first disagreement our first big disagreement god <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah because i don't fuck yeah. with it bro i'm sick of no. this white boy acoustic guitar shit um also there's been uh some controversy about ag cook recently have you have you heard about this no i have not so um i'm sure you are aware of the official hyperpop playlist on spotify right oh yeah 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 Yeah. so this last week um they rebranded it as hyperpop curated by ag cook and yeah he, I've, been, I've been listening to it really well a bunch of people were mad at him because he took off a bunch of young black artists and replaced <laughs> them with uh uh white artists and then there's also just a lot of um like bizarre choices on here like i'm going through it and like they have like there's like a madonna song from like 20 years ago like doesn't make sense there's like there's yeah right by vince staples which is like a good song but that's like that's from like five years ago and is not hyper pop um, yeah, I took that to kind of... I was kind Puzzles of, by Quasimodo. Like, I loved Quasimodo when I was, like, 19, you know? <laughs> like, that's not high, Aphex Twin. Like, a lot of this music is good. Like, Quasimodo's good. Aphex Twin is good. Of course, Madonna is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, hyperpop, to me, is supposed to be, like, the sounds of the future, right? And yeah. So, like, it doesn't make sense when you're padding this playlist out with songs from 20 years ago. Yeah, they got like, Welcome. They got Jay Dilla. They got yeah, fucking Mr. Oazo. Like, like, come on, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, so, this guy is just, like, he's um, he's sort of just m- making himself known as being a plebe. Like, he's the dude that still isn't over Jay Dilla. 
you know? <laughs> like, of course, Jay Dilla's, like, great, but it's, like, if I'm trying to show people new music, I'm not going to be, like, you got to go listen to Donuts, man. It's amazing. It's, like, yeah, 10 years ago, maybe. But While I was listening to the Hyperpop curated by A.G. Cook, play- Cook playlist, um, what, I, what stood out to me was I, I kind of appreciated that I felt that a lot of those choices were in there to be like, oh, this is like what the sort of source material of Hyperpop is and what like, this is the kind of shit that uh, is like pre, was stuff that was leading into these artists that exist now. Um, So I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I feel like he can kind of get away with that in my book because he is one of the like founding like if you go on like pc music's website uh they have so many releases that nobody knows about and go all the way back and you'll see like um ag cook and uh danny harl like going way back so like their label started and they were still mainly djs who had a kind of kitschy fascination with like 2000s pop sounds you know Okay, uh, but yeah. it still sounded mainly like just kind of like club music, you know, like uh, almost like sort of European post dubstep kind of house music. Um, uh-huh. So I did not mind that because I felt like if anybody was going to do something that was like, oh, this is like the this is the foundations of hyper pop music. A.G. Cook would be a guy that could pull it off. Um but yeah. on the other hand, I do see where you're coming from because I, like, to me, a lot of the, like, and, of course, when we talk about hyperpop, I always feel like it's necessary to put the disclaimer that I don't consider it to be, like, a genre, really, and I feel stupid when I say hyperpop because yeah, I think it's, it's a created, a like, name for, like, a bunch yeah. of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel Uh, like now the name has, like, at this point, it's grown into such a thing where, like, people are actively releasing music and being like, this is hyperpop, you know? Yeah, I think it's growing, and, uh, but uh, but I, I don't know. I, A, I don't think that there's going to be, at least if there is a genre moniker for this kind of amusement movement music it's not going to be hyperpop and i don't think that it's there is going to be a specific like genre that this is all going to collapse into um i think it's kind of more like maybe uh like how dubstep or like trap sounds kind of have just infected everything you know yeah um or at least that's what i'm hoping but I, I guess I do sort of think that, like, when I think of all these artists, I think of something that is just relentlessly future-oriented and, like, not obsessed with the past at all. And the reason that I value, like, especially, like, the big, you know, my favorite uh, hyper-pop artists, like your Sophies, your 100 Gex, your Dorian Electras, uh, to a lesser extent, your Goopies, um, and like, you know, a bunch of other people like, uh, like Aaron Carter, 
um, and all that whole shebang. Like I value it because it sounds, it really sounds like something that's totally new and unprecedented. Yeah. Unheard of, you know? So that, yeah, so I, I do, I guess I get where you're coming from, but I will also say that. I wasn't like the put, one that, I wasn't the one that got mad at him for the record. I just saw this, but. Um, fair, fair. But um, I would say that, like, if you want to do, like, if A.G. Cook wants to make the uh, This Is The Music That I'm Influenced By playlist, like, nobody's stopping, nobody's stopping you from doing that. Like, Charlie XCX posts a playlist, like, every week, and it's, like, yeah. always amazing. And people listen to it. Like, yeah. you could do that, and people will listen to it. You don't have to, like, um, sort of, uh, like... <laughs> do this corporate takeover of the hyper pop playlist, you know, <laughs> well, they've, and remove uh, people's songs, you know, they've had the hyper pop playlist curated by hundred Gex, by Dorian Electra and by lots of other different people. Oh, I wasn't um, aware of that. I just thought it was a one-time thing, but no, no, no. Yeah. So okay. he's not the first one to do it, but I will say when it was being curated by a uh, hundred Gex, it was fucking lit. It was so good. It, there was like a bunch of like, they have, a play, they have a playlist on uh, Spotify, too. I think it's just called Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. theirs, and I've heard Dorian Electra's, too. Um, like, but it was, like, they had so much stuff that was just, like, like, 2000s YouTube internet music and, like, Nightcore, like, straight up, like, Nightcore when Nightcore was thought of as just being sped-up songs, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like... Yeah, it was so good. It was really, really good. I don't like his as much, but I do, like, I will say he put Monopoly by Easy Fun on there. And uh, that was, like, one of the first songs that I ever listened to that I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is so cool. Like, I'd say that song probably got me into later Sophie and all these other people. Actually, no, I I was into Sophie before that, but it was one of the first songs where I was like, whoa, there's this kind, there are these people that are doing, like, there are these people that are doing like this new kind of electronic music. Yeah. Okay. Totally so wild. I'm looking at it right now. It's from 2016. So. Yeah. I've played it for you before many times when we were living together. I listened to that song every single day. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it again. I don't remember it, but yeah, I listen to it all the time. It has this one part where it has a Picardy third, which is a type of chord progression that usually comes at the end of the song, but it's just when you change one of the chords from major to minor um, in there, and it just fucking, like, every time it hits, I'm just like, oh, my God. But I remember I was listening to it, and I it came up on this playlist, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He's paying some respects. You know? Yeah, I like how he had um he had Some About You by 645AR and FKA Twigs on there, because yeah, I, yeah. That was, I already put that on a playlist that I sent to you, so I, I yeah, sort yeah. of... I sort of beat him to the punch there. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a better music curator, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just that he owes something to you. Yeah, he should pay fealty to him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Absolutely. But um, besides um, the play, uh, so, yeah, I, I honest, like, I didn't like that uh, album. Like, No, yeah, fuck. Apple sucked ass. Uh, I, <laughs> the last thing that I, yeah, think about Apple is that, this was like I feel like he had the chance to be like, okay, I'm coming in. This is my fucking like the sound that I had a part in creating is now getting big. 
I'm going to now make like a big statement about this sound. And it just sounded like some fucking like house music. Right. Yeah. It sounded like, it sounded like a house musician who was trying to make a transition into pop music. Yeah. Keep producing for Charlie XCX. I love that shit, but uh, get the fuck out, yeah. man. Get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here. You Try ain't, to be better. Yeah. You ain't no Charlie, but um, yeah. Yep. So that's what I thought about that. Um, what do you want to do next? Uh, it's up to you. So we got Sabaris, we got 2814. I think they're sort of in the same wheelhouse. Okay, let's go just in order of, like, so worst to best. Okay, well, I'll week. say uh, Sabaris then. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Right on the same page. Yeah, uh, I really liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it, but uh, it's nothing new from Sabaris at all. Like it's like, yeah. I think HKE has figured out music to like this sort of AI sort of technical <laughs> skill where he just knows what he can do, you know, and <laughs> isn't really trying any harder than what he can knows that he's capable of. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It sounded like, um, I just remember Sibaris as being this thing that you would, you would always play New Tokyo Blue Mood. That album's so fucking good, man. It's so And I would be good. like, oh my god, this is the shit. This is so fucking good. What is this? And like not remembering what it was and then wanting to ask you like, ah, remember that song you put on like a couple days ago? What was that? The one that's like... Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, you would be like, oh, yeah, you might be talking about, like, 3D Blast or something? Or something, you would say something else, and I'd be like, no, damn it, and just be frustrated. Um, so that was a really good, but yeah, I will say, it's good new Sabaris in that style we love so much. But it's, uh, yeah, nothing new. It's, uh, I would, like, it's Vapor Trap music, which, um, even though, like, I would say, like, like, I like like blank banshee like better than like this or there's there's other vapor trap artists that are like more like sort of have like a more mainstream sound another one is a uh, nexus it's n x x x s or there's another one that's um like curious k i e r i o u s but yeah. um none of them like this one is so like it's so experimental it, severus is always doing like this weird shit and it sounds like trap music but like yeah. without any of the things that make trap music like catchy or like yeah you know so that's what i uh i prefer when you talk about like vapor trap i prefer this this blend because you get a lot more of the griminess and yeah. the sort of like i'm in a sh dirty subway in hong kong that is characteristic of the hke sound um, but just with like a little bit more upbeat rhythms and uh, trap drums, and it's a little bit more danceable, maybe a little bit more like accessible than than regular HKE, just straight HKE HKE music. Um, and it's not quite as like clean as uh, some of the other people that you just mentioned, particularly like Ban Blank Banshee, which like Blank Banshee is like really good, but I'll still I'll still maintain that I like Blank Banshee more than I like this. I think Blank Banshee Zero and Blank Banshee One are both 
in incredible like albums like Vapor Trap. Like I think they're that's like what I think of when I think about Vapor Trap. And I don't think anybody's really even come close to like bringing that level of accessibility to like not only Vapor Trap but uh Vapor Wave as a whole in like a really yeah. good way. Well, like uh Zero had just straight like bangers, but I remember thinking that Oh, like I really like that album, but um, I remember like one for me was too like there's too much just shit going on, you know. There's just too crowded, too jammed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess I like I dislike both of those albums for contradictory reasons because the first one is a little too simple, and it sounds like it could be not even vaporwave at all you know and then the next one sounds like it's way too busy and all wacky but i kind of like i don't know i i like this sound a lot i actually think i like the other one i didn't bring or never mind go ahead i respect this sound on this specific album like more than blank banshee okay i would say i don't know i would say the other vapor trap uh, dude that I didn't bring up is um, Windows 98, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think Windows 98 is sort of better than this and better than Blank Banshee. Yeah. You've tried to get me into Windows 98, and I tried to listen to, uh, what was it? What's his, like, trilogy album? The Dream Lasts Forever. The Dream Lasts <laughs> Forever. Uh, yeah, I, I I can never really get into it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it like such. To... It's so much more banging than like any of the other vapor trap shit. I think that I've listened to a, a interview with him uh, like a long time ago, and he his thing was that like he didn't like Blank Banshee, and he wanted to make vapor trap music that was just like banging, you know, like stu- yeah. went stupid hard. But um, yeah, yeah. But I guess I have the same problem with that that I do with Blank Banshee is that it sometimes gets to a point where it just sounds like kind of alternative electronic music and not like vaporwave, you know, which yeah, coming yeah. from me is a strange criticism because I, of the two of us, am much less of a, a zealot of vaporwave. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like this one. I really liked, I like how kind of like slow it is, you know, um, how, mu- how much chill vibes it is. I listened to it as I usually do in my car, uh, driving around in the forest, and uh, I was getting a lot of chill vibes from it. I think oh, my yeah. favorite song was probably "Dream Data Redux," uh, but the floor it would be either the two middle songs, "Floor Above," "Dream Data Redux." They're yeah, just kind of the two middle. I I don't know. Like I the the songs are so like indistinct from each other. I couldn't put out a favorite one uh just for the record the uh the windows 98 trilogy is not called the dream lasts forever it's called the dream can't last forever so of course yes the dream can never last it, it won't last has i mean i feel like it's already ended uh vaporwave is definitely dead it's long been dead uh long live vaporwave um of course uh, what it, so what do you think about the uh, the twenty eight fourteen voyage slash embrace? This is the first 
new 2814 is like they're like I don't want to say they're like the Michael Jackson of vaporwave or something but they're the biggest vaporwave artist I think and this is their first in new music since um 2016 uh rain or 2019 I guess they put out like a compilation which had like two new tracks on it but uh so this is like a fully formed like telepath and HKE really going at it to create some beautiful ambient music for you. Yeah. Uh, from what I, uh, from the limited enjoyment that I usually get from ambient music, this <laughs> was definitely on the top of my, like when I think of really great ambient music, I definitely would lump this in there. I think throughout the course of the show, I'm going to get you into ambient music. Yeah, this was good. Uh, I liked... Um, <clears throat> I just generally like it when you put a track of just rain in the background on an ambient track, and uh, they did that, I think, throughout this entire album, this entire... Yeah, it, start, uh, it starts like halfway through the first track, and it lasts through the entire second track, yeah. I listened yeah. to this album, uh, you know, sort of locally, like right after, like... It's been out for like a little bit and I didn't really notice it, but um, after like the smoke cleared in Portland, lately what I've been doing when I'm like going home is I'll walk across the, uh, instead of walking, like I could walk from my work to the Union Station uh, Max stop and get on there and take the Max home, but nobody wants to be at the union station max stop like it's just oh lord no lord it's, no it's horrible it's disgusting people are gonna yeah. cost you so what i've been yeah. doing is i've been i've been walking across the broadway bridge and walking to the moda center and catching the max there so sure. i i listened to this album like days after the smoke cleared finally cleared from portland so i was finally able to like walk across the bridge and you know, look at the whole city and like all the city lights. You know, I, I have a very like nostalgic uh, ideal of the city and the of course the idea of like looking at lights and stuff while listening to ambient music with rain in the background. And it was actually raining too, so that was oh, very yeah. so that was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I liked it. I can't say that. I anything really stood out to me because it's just all kind of pretty lush chords and uh, stuff like that. So I'm not really like I. It's I enjoyed putting it on in the background while I was driving around my sleepy little town. Yeah, I think that a lot of people like play um like look at ambient music as like music to play when you're like going to sleep or something. Um, yeah. I, I reject that idea. I love listening to ambient music while you're like looking at other things. Like if you have a long walk or like a long train ride or bus ride, yeah. I, I always go for ambient uh, music. Um, are, are you a voyage head or an, or an embrace head? <laughs> I'd have to say I appreciated uh, Voyage. Voyage is the first one. Yeah, Voyage is the first one. I appreciated Voyage more because it didn't have as much saxophone. I'm an I'm an embrace head. I love the saxophone. Really? Yeah. 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 I think that uh, I can do without 
saxophone and my ambient music. Thank you very much. Um, I love saxophone in, in any music. I think it should be a staple of all music. <laughs> yeah, I cannot disagree with you more. I'm not a big fan at all. All right. Well, do you want to get into the playlists? Let's we got do some time. Let's do some lists. All right. Lists. Do you want to do me first or do you want me to do you first? Uh, what do you want to do? Um, okay, well, let me start with you. Um, so okay. I already talked about, um, so, okay, so first off, for the record, all of, like, I'm going to link both of these playlists in the show description. I've also created a, uh, a, a, a final list called the Slime List, which I will also include in the show description, which includes all of the playlists that we've sent to each other and all of the albums that we've reviewed at least the ones that are on Spotify. So I haven't updated it yet, but it's 14 hours long right now. It's a perfect thing to put on shuttle for any of you slime wire heads. So you can really, really get into uh, our frame of mind when we're uh, reviewing music. Yes. I wouldn't advise that. Um, (laughs) No, it's very good. Listen to it. Listen to it on shuffle. It's so good. But um, yeah, So, yeah, I already was talking about that Dorian Electra song and about how um, the lyrics of it are, like, really uh, crazy about... They're, like, about BDSM and... uh, It's called Great Thanks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for my punishment. I won't be mad at you if you choke me until I can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, I really love that. That's that's very cool, and I won't be playing Dorian Electra at work. Uh, anymore (laughs) i can't risk it um yeah but uh yeah i'm really like i've I've been listening to dorian electro a lot recently actually yeah um that's definitely his most their most uh uh extreme song about uh bdsm they don't really have much else in that vein uh but that's one of their like latest singles and they just kind of put it out and I really love the uh, the general like the those weird like little synths that start out the da 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 yeah yeah da, 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 da. and I love that melody. It's such a weird. It just sounds like a something you'd hear like uh, at a Target, you know? Yeah, I it was also so gonna say that he um, Dorian Electra has a really good voice with a lot oh. of range, like. They're a great, they're a really good singer. Like even oh, no, no. like I know they're using auto tune, but like yeah, they're really good. Really exceptional, and that's like another amazing thing that they do is they can switch not just between like a the range of a of like a male voice and a female voice, quote unquote, but they also uh, can do like the timbre and the sound, so they can really sound like a man or a woman at any given time and they can switch it up. And I'm not sure if it's like a, if that's like touched up digitally or what they're doing, but it really sounds like sometimes you'll hear one of their songs and be like, Oh, this is a woman singing. And at first I thought that Dorian Electra was a female vocalist. And then you'll hear some other thing and it sounds like a, like a man's voice. So they can actually, switch yeah up. they're really they're good so- i will say i listened to them on the uh 100 electronica podcast recently and yeah. their their speaking voice uh sounds like a woman 
I will say that. Um, I think, I mean, they identify as non, non-binary. Yeah. Um, Their speaking voice is very high-pitched. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, so like, I think that that, and just going with the general conceit and like shtick of what Dorian Electra's, uh, you know, whole thing is, that they're a non-binary pop star. Mm-hmm. Like a pop star that transcends gender. And a pop gender. star, like, in, in a more, um, like, like I mean, we've talked about non-binary musicians on here before that use that as, like, a, like, that's a big part of their, like, musical identity, like Sophie or Arca. And I yeah, feel yeah. like Dorian Electra is, like, a pop star in, like, a much more... Yeah, in a bigger sense than those people are. Yeah, so I think even, it's even much... though Dorian Electra is really experimental as well, but they're yeah. really experimenting with like tropes of pop music and uh... exactly, it's much more they're taking like established tropes, like established pop tropes, and yeah. not not totally breaking them down into insane shit like Arca or Sophie, but they're like like mixing it up and uh, and doing something that you don't really like expect uh and it surprises you you know because like you're not used to this idea of hearing uh like somebody who sounds like a woman talking about a gay relationship about two dudes fighting in a parking lot you know yeah um so yeah i think it's really really interesting um and i love that vocal like I really love it when like somebody's so, like somebody's yeah. sorry, my roommate just got home. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm podcasting, bro. Oh no, I don't do Hi Aaron. Do you want to say hi? He there's no there's no camera. Hi Evan. He can Hey, how's it going? You. Yeah, he can hear you. Yeah. He's, oh hi. I can see I'll you. Keep it short. I can't really hear him. Yeah, I'm on headphones, so he can't hear you. But he's, I can see you. He said hi, so, though. <laughs> okay, so he can see me, but I can't see so him. But and I can hear him, but he but can't he hear can't. you. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on. That's all yeah, good, let's keep bro. Going. Let's keep um, going. So, uh, how do you pronounce the P four R? K-R? I think it's supposed to be Parker. 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 Yeah. yeah, that song and um, also the um, Lil Aaron one, I like was very surprised um, how much Lil Peep influence is there that yeah, you're bringing yeah. forward. Which, uh, and you also talked about Aaron Cartier, that King Tap song having a Lil Peep influence. I feel yeah. like it doesn't, but I do hear a big like XXX type thing on that song sure sure i will i will say that i did not like bad idea and vans untied were two songs that i listened to like i listened to uh the that 100 gex album all the way through 1000 gex all the way through and just let spotify (laughs) like make a playlist yeah you know how you and that's how i listened to vans untied and bad idea for the first time so I had no like concept of it being a little peep influence at all, really. 
I think it's it's so obviously Lil Peep to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but when you mention it, yeah, definitely makes sense. I think that Aaron Cartier, or no, sorry, Lil Aaron made music for Lil Peep. I'm pretty sure. Lil Aaron got his start as like a uh, a producer that was making music for sad boy trap dudes. So I'm pretty sure he did something for Lil Peep. Okay, is he, he's, so he's the producer and the rapper? Yeah, yeah, on that, on that track he is, yeah. Okay. Singer, if you will. Um, Yes, yeah, so I. That one was really good. Um, I also liked the uh, Dollywood one. Yeah, I was, I was wondering how you were going to take that one. I really, that one I was like, I really liked that one a lot because it sounds like this, Nat, really natural blend of like experimental music and trap music, you know? Uh huh. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, it's so it, like totally like a uh, fucking ex- implodes upon itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that so makes sense. I, yeah, and I don't think I've ever really heard like this kind of like new trap music, uh, this Gen Z shit being deconstructed in that manner so yeah i really like that yeah um i liked the uh sewer slut song too um <laughs> what's a super cast um so yeah. that's just like like really intense like drum and bass shit um yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the talking i love the cover it's like an anime girl too I, that's yeah. interesting that people are taking like drum and bass music and then putting like anime girls on the cover, I never thought that, that would sure. happen. Yeah. Um, um, if you if you are aware of the vocal sample from that song, it's a uh, it's this really long monologue from uh, you know that show that I really like and you don't like, uh, Moral Oral. Yeah, yeah, I like Moral Oral. Yeah, so it's at the very end. It's like the second to last episode of Moral Oral. That's really uh, from Moral Oral? I thought that yes. was just them recording it. Oh, that's... No, no, no. That, that monologue is from Moral Oral, and it's probably like the longest... Keep going. <laughs> it's probably like the longest and like uh, most like... Is that like the most... part where like his dad is like drunk in the woods? Uh, no, it, it's it's... The part he his dad comes home from a to a bar. He comes back from work to a bar, and he's talking to the uh, to the uh, bartender, and he's just going off about his life and how shitty his life is. And it's I would recommend like go look it up on YouTube because it's very well like you, I know you dabble in the theatrical arts, and it's very well delivered. Okay, it's I'll have to look it good, up. Yeah. yeah. It's very dark, very, very depressing, and sad. And, uh, yeah. I actually wanted to take that off because while I was listening to it, while I was listening to this playlist... Oh, to, uh, you told me this, that you felt like it didn't uh, flow. I disagree completely. I felt like the playlist uh, flowed very well. Um, like, your playlists are always, like, all the songs are shorter than the songs on my playlist, and they're always just, like... It's just banger after banger. It's always high energy shit. My, well, I tried I, to, I I tried to make this one flow more. Like I felt like the from bad idea to uh, 
popular is one conceptual segment of the playlist. And then you get yeah. to that pink and blue and it breaks. I wanted to have a break. I wanted to get I wanted to get gradually more intense. I didn't like that break. song. You didn't like pink and blue? I didn't like that song. I don't I don't want to I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> uh, what about Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. It's, it's all right. Um the Caroline Polachek uh song, that's really fucking good. Um again, yeah. that's AG Cook like yeah. AG Cook doing what he should be doing, which is not Yeah not singing and playing acoustic guitar. I know. it's uh, like, That's another reason why Apple pissed me off so much, because I've been listening to that song all the time. That's such a fucking banger. The So Hot yeah. You're Hurting My Feelings remix, it's so good. Like, it's just perfect in every way. It's really, and, really good. Um, yeah, so I was so, like, looking forward to his album, and then he just had to put out some trash. Some <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Yeah, pure <clears throat> shit. Um, I've heard that Rico Nasty song before, iPhone, but it's it's really fucking good. Yeah, Rico yeah. Nasty's coming up. I really like everything she's doing. Yeah, I don't really know anything else that she's made, but uh, that song's like super dope. Um, yeah, the cupcake one was interesting. It's interesting that you're uh, you're giving me trap music because I'm usually the trap guy. But um, uh, once again, that was another one that just came up because of my interest in Rico Nasty. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty dope. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just dope. I I don't think there's like that much that sets it apart from like most uh, modern like trap music, but uh, very yeah, very I good. Like, I I like her uh, kind of her flow is very like a uh, Biggie Smalls like New York thousand. Sound. Definitely I really like that, and I don't really hear that a lot, so I kind of like, I like what she's doing. Cool. Um, yeah, the Kiari Pommy Pommy song is really good. Both of the DJ Cam Girl songs are really good. I'm pretty sure DJ Cam Girl is a vape error uh, alias. Just funny that you didn't realize that they were in like the vaporwave scene because they I have, have no idea. That album is from uh, Plus One Hundred, which is a vaporwave label. Um, <laughs> And then yeah, the Strawberry Machine, Yellow, that Yellow Magic Orchestra song is fucking crazy, uh, right? Yeah. So like when you turn, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. Um, I showed that to you when we were living together, and um, yeah, yeah, like, definitely. It's so interesting to hear Yellow Magic Orchestra's music because that shit was made in the seventies and eighties, and it's so fucking like. <laughs> Yeah, so fucking crazy, dude. Light years ahead of its time. And, uh, like, their, I mean, their musical influence is so far-reaching. Like, a lot of people would say that they basically invented electronic music as it exists today. And I basically agree with that. Like, they're really, like, the first people, they're the first band that is, like, using, like, mainly synthesizers to make music and having this idea that this is, like, all electronic music yeah um, yeah they're one of the first at least uh yeah so i love that song i do want to say that um the sample at the end of blade princess by dj cam girl is the final boss fight from undertale okay <laughs> um and you, being a plebe, don't know this, but Undertale's a very popular game. Well, I'm not a plebe. I'm just not a gamer. Yeah, yeah. Being a plebe gamer, 
you don't know this, but Undertale is a really popular game, and then the next song, Checker Dance, is from the uh, sequel. Delta. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was wondering why you put like a super tiny song on there. No, that's not the one that's like 40 seconds. Didn't you put a song on there that's like 40 seconds? Yeah, I think that's uh, XXX by Strawberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 15 seconds. Dope, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and then the Mr. Wazo is uh is very good. I'm not a big Mr. Wazo fan. I know that you are like a huge Mr. Wazo fan. Yeah, that song. I mean, like all of his music since Lamb's Anger, I can really, I really don't care about that much. But that song, I really like a lot. I listen to that all the time. It just makes me feel greasy and dirty. And like sometimes I'm in Japan, and I just need to put on a song in my car that I know is going to like people are gonna. <laughs> be annoyed by not angry with me for make for listening to and that is the song all right well let's get to my playlist i'm gonna take a, a piss really quick i'll be back okay. in like 30 seconds all right i'm back uh so yeah yes. now we're talking my playlist buddy so why don't you go absolutely. ahead absolutely uh this one was uh handsome sensei yeah uh, yes, yes. I can't remember the name. Okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Wait, was it? It starts with um uh, the Goth Money song, TP3 okay. Hotline. Sorry, uh, my phone ran out of batteries, so I'm now on my laptop trying to find it. I actually, the title is in Japanese. I can't remember what it translates oh, to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I really liked. Hey, um, just please stop putting Phil Collins and this type of shit onto my playlists, okay? Dude, Phil Collins is fucking dope. I'm like super <laughs> into that album right now. You you really didn't like the like the synth shit he does in I that was, song? I like, was really all right on the. Uh, Phil Collins, okay. Oh, god damn, man. I'm, Phil Collins is like the white man's Michael Jackson. Phil Collins is the Genesis song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not about that at all. All right, whatever. I love Phil Collins, but go ahead. Um, I really liked the uh, TP3 Hotline song. I Very bold of you to put like a 10 minute song in the first <laughs> the very first thing i was like oh, okay all right well that We're song is just it. it's just a beat from a, a marcy main who's like the resident producer of goth money and then what they did was they set up a, a phone hotline where their <laughs> fans could call in and leave messages to them <laughs> and sure enough all of their fans are like 15 and so like yeah. all the messages like my favorite one is the one at the very end where he's like Mama get mad at me for smoking these blunts. Mama get mad at me for taking these Zans. Mama get mad at me for everything. And he's like, shoddy don't want to be with me anymore. And like, yeah, it's, uh, it's like a weird, it's um, sort of ambient music, but in a way that is just like uh, young rap head teenagers yeah. talking about goth money records. No, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I loved, I think what, uh, I really loved about that was that, like, you know, I consider Goth Money to be a pretty obscure musical outfit, right? Um, 
so hearing that amount of support that they got from putting on the goth money hotline yeah. really filled me with like uh uh hope you know? and the fact you can you can tell that all of those callers are like underage like yeah and high they're yeah both high as they're calling and they're underage <laughs> pretty fire yeah. yeah yeah so um what was the next thing that stood out to me uh oh yeah the lulu track mm-hmm. you were saying that that is when was that made um that's a pretty recent that girl um ziani i don't like like much of her other music she was yeah. like a a die antword affiliate oh, ironically really? enough and then okay. um Diane, like she's like a fucking teenager from like Australia that Diane Word like trafficked into Africa, oh. and and her most famous song is like a diss track against Diane Word. That song came out in 2019, but her most famous song is like a diss track against Diane Word and uh, Ninja for like sexually abusing her. So she's like actually really intense. But um, yeah, that song is like really. Like, I mean, 2019, like, of course, it's only, like, a year ago, but I feel like that song is still, like, a little bit ahead of its time with, like, the whole, like, bubblegum hyper-pop track. Yeah, no, totally. I I also, like, I am interested to see how the hip-hop world will react to that entire sound, and so whenever I hear something that's, like, obviously made by somebody who is more a hip-hop artist, that interests me. Yeah, yeah. And most of her other music is, like, really, like, hard and, like, dark. And there's, like, a lot of, like, samples of, like, metal music. She, like, screams in a lot of songs. Um, like I said, I don't, I'm not, like, a big fan. Um, yeah. But, but that particular song, I think, is, like, a really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, Rhonda, classic track. Um, oh, Uzi. I was wondering how you were going to react to, like, Uzi. Because I feel like... Lil Uzi Vert is sort of like not as experimental as like Young Thug, but carries like a similar like emotional weight. Yeah, or yeah. Well, I remember that Lil Uzi Vert was more of like uh, much more in the XXX Tentacion like trap rapper vibe. He, yeah, he's about earlier. like that age and like his he came up like around that time. I yeah. will say that um when I was the last time I was doing my thing where I teach theater to kids and I was working with teenagers and stuff, I yeah. asked them like what kind of music they're listening to because I was interested. And uh, yeah. the one like of course there were like the nerdy kids that were like, "Oh, I've been listening to the Fire Emblem soundtrack." Hell you know? yeah. But Savage. um, but the cool kids, the kids that like smoked weed and were cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, we love Lil Uzi Vert, and like Lil Uzi huh. Vert is the music of the youth. Uh, the youth Lil love Uzi Vert. Yeah, he's for the kids. Yeah, gotcha. I I think I remember hearing something about this particular album being critically panned. Uh, but this song, I really all like of this song. all of his music has been like critically panned because he's just like. He's so, like, people just don't understand him yet. Um, I would say, like, if you liked that song, you should listen to that album. I think it's from his first mixtape and, like, his second mixtape. I think you'd really like those first two Lil Uzi Vert projects. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I thought it was, uh, like, 
this his album art on this album like when i look at it from a distance it makes me think of uh kanye west's graduation album oh yeah yeah so i i'm not sure if that's supposed to make me think of that but it does and uh i then subconsciously associate this with like Lil Uzi Vert's attempt to mainstreamify himself, but I really like it. I like this this uh, kind of trimmed up, buttoned up, um, backpack wrap, accessible Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, yeah, it's super dope. It's super like uh, just really accessible, like trap music. That's also like really interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, it reminds me of um. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, the guy who made the uh, Speeding Bullet to Heaven? Uh, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi's earlier music. Yeah, I like oh, definitely, yeah. Gives me a lot of nostalgic feelings of being 13 and uh, having girls that I liked, they didn't like me, and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, and then I'm just kind of skipping around here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to like the uh, Sacrifices song. I don't really like to enjoy... Uh, Drake. Drake, yeah. I find it very difficult to enjoy anything Drake makes. Uh, but that beat is so goddamn good. It's so impossible to to resist. Yeah, I don't know who made that beat. I'll have to look it yeah. up. It just makes me feel classy like i got a drip yeah but i mean drake's verse on that is like uh not very good but um like i think the two chains verse is like good enough and then the young thug verse is like it's like it's like one of the best verses he's ever done like (laughs) yeah yeah so fucking like yeah it's really genius in like a lot of like ways like um like his wordplay is like really crazy on that track like when he goes like a good new car got two keys and then he changes the key of his voice oh yeah 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 yeah. you were telling me he says it and then there's like another line where he goes i'm a username like who is he and then he goes you get it but it's like that line has multiple meanings because it's like he's like a i'm a use her name because he's like sexually androgynous yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm gonna use your name because I'm a criminal that is like using other people's names to, to like buy log things. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, he's like, I'm a username, like I'm a weird guy on the internet. Like, there's yeah. so many different ways that that line could be interpreted. And then afterwards, he's like, Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> like, yeah it's like no it's impossible to get yeah there's no way (laughs) (laughs) he's a genius yeah Yeah. i think that uh the world is waiting for young thug to make a new album oh my god dude i'm I'm, so stoked well like i just realized that uh his last new album came out around the time that i was coming to japan so much fun yeah yeah and um the, and it seems like it's been forever, yeah. It's been too long. It's, it's been, been far too long. long. I think he needs to make a new crossover pop reggae album where he wears a dress on the cover, you know? 
Yeah, I want him to really go for it. He's supposed supposedly when he released that last album, he was going to release another album like two months later. That was supposed yeah. to be called Punk, which was supposed yeah. to be like his like big, like his biggest statement of intent since like Jeffrey. Yeah. But um, of course, it's just been pushed back and pushed back, and uh, probably will never come out. But yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I really have to pee, but also I can stay a little bit. I looked up. I thought I had to uh, make a two-hour drive to Takamatsu, but I only have to make an hour and a half, so I can stay a little bit longer. Oh, okay, go really for it. I have to pee right now. Sorry. Yeah, do it. Sorry, I smoked a quick uh, sick. Wow. It was, was very, very quick. quick yeah, yeah, very quick sick. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, uh, I really loved that little Yachty song. It's, it's so, an amazing song. It's so fucking good. So fire. It's called... So little Yachty. Yeah. Woo child. <laughs> Woo child. <laughs> yeah. That song, that beat on there is once again, like, I feel like Lil Yachty's swagginess comes in part from being not a thug, being a harmless young man. Yeah, just being a guy, man. He's just a dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that music sounds like a sample from, once again, like a Target. Like music that would be playing at like a walmart or something and he sampled it yeah it just sounds so like it sounds almost like brian eno-y to me a little bit yeah um, like that beat that he has on it um i would say yeah. i would say that like in the grander scheme of like lil yachty music his um his albums like often get like really panned by critics uh that this last album was like not received well and um yeah like he ba- he has like a couple different lanes that he goes to where it's like he sort of started on the scene by making like these really like pop friendly like pop friendly in a different way that this song is but like this like the song broccoli mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard that was like his first big song and like it, it literally sounds like a song that you'd hear on a commercial but not in a way that this song does and then people yeah. like sort of like got at him for being like oh, you're not, like, an authentic hip-hop artist. And then he tries to do, like, other songs that are, like, really, like, lyrical, and he tries to, like, show off himself as a rapper. But I yeah. think he's, like, really best in his, like, own lane when he's making songs like this that are just really yeah. basic hip-hop songs with his, like, sort of, like, aesthetic attached to them that, like, almost always work, like, really, really well. Like the yeah, so. the other song is the on top, him and Young Thug. Like that song is like a fucking perfect, you know. Yeah. So uh, I I have heard Broccoli and I've heard a couple of his other really early songs, and I kind of agree with the haters that his like music is that that music to me just sounds really basic, you know, mm-hmm. like not interesting to me. There's just no like. I don't know. Well, I Oops. think he he's trying really hard in one direction to be pop friendly, and he's trying in another direction really hard to be like a a rapper's rapper, and he yeah. needs to find like the this song is like a perfect middle ground of that. That's what I was gonna say, and I mean like the music, like the beat, I think reflects that because this sounds like that main kind of like little xylophone thing that's going on in the background sounds like something that he would have on his first 
uh, like in his earlier music and have just that and like a beat. Yeah. But then there's a this one's like this song is a lot more fleshed out and has a little bit more like distortion on it and uh, yeah, really appreciated it. Yeah, Big I, fan. Knew, I knew you'd like that one. Uh, yeah. I I enjoy being like. I'll, I'll die on the the Lil Yachty hill. Like I think Lil Yachty is very important. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Take me home. It's not too bad. It's I a guess. great song. Did you listen to it like while you were taking a piss or something? No, no, no. I listened to it. I haven't listened to it since I listened to it in the car. All good. I just love the little synth patches. Makes me think of when his. I just like those singers, like late '80s, early '90s singers, white pop singers. Just I can't get into that voice because it just sounds like it's like your dad. It just sounds like your dad singing really passionately (laughs) to you. Like before you go to bed, you know. Well, my dad uh, only sang Elvis, so I, yeah, I, mean, I have a different relationship. But my yeah. dad never, my dad never sang to me. Uh, but like, it's <laughs> like your archetypical dad, you know. Bro, your Once dad again. never sang to you, bro. That's really sad, bro. Your dad uh, never sang to you. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Just Phil Collins. It just sounds. It sounds like I'm trying to go to bed, right? And it's uh, Sunday night, and my dad's having some friends over, but he got a little bit too drunk. <laughs> and his friends, like his friend, comes into my room, and he's like, "Hey, Evan, I heard you like music. Let me <laughs> sing this song to you." Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Well, I think I it's like, like I think it's perfect pop music. That album, No Jacket Required, I think it's the best pop album besides Thriller. It's a perfect album. It's amazing. Uh, you should try it. You should, you should really try it. Evan. I think you'd really get into it if you tried to listen to it. Do you? I mean, you know the song Susudio, Su- right? Yeah, yeah. Susudio. Su- 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 yeah, that's the first track on that album. And it, uh, Dude, the rest like of the album... A- what you don't like Susudio? Oh my god! I, this is another thing where it's like Susudio. I don't know what a Susudio is. I don't know what Su. I don't know what he's trying to say. Okay, well, um, in uh, so when they were writing the song, he was going Susudio to be like, okay, this is like what the song's gonna sound like, but I haven't finished the lyrics yet, and then he just never finished the lyrics, and that's just what the song was. So okay, it doesn't well, it, it doesn't mean anything. But um, it's See, still a great sounds, song. It's a beautiful song. That again, that story sounds to me like something that a forty-five-year-old man would do and would think is cute. And just Sir, leave on his I, I will not tolerate Phil Collins slander on and the SlimeWire podcast. Not a fan at all of Phil Collins. Oh my god, uh, you're like yeah. you're like a South Park dude. They hate Phil Collins too. But um, um, well, they're not always wrong. Yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. You're right. Uh, so uh, that Ken Laszlo, however, I was very interested in that. I sampled that. Um, so I, I recently, SlimeWire Records is branching out. The SlimeWire media conglomerate is is coming in at full force. 
We have now yeah. started the SlimeWire Records uh, Bandcamp label, slimewire.bandcamp.com. I just yeah. released an album on there uh, where I sample, there's a track that samples this song. I saw that. I think I'm going to uh, listen to that on my drive to Takamatsu tonight. You should. Um, the I sampled that song and it's um it's the last track and it's a uh, I tried to make a nightcore song out of it. So oh, you, you should nice. be you you should be very interested in that. I think you'll like I it will, a lot. I will. I will definitely give it a listen. Uh, uh, so what else was on here that um that Isaac Hayes. Just a classic track. Classic. Nothing wrong with Little Isaac Hayes. And then I love the uh, I love the title of Are You Still Gucci? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just love I liked the song. I just love that like the con it sounds like it just sounds like such a goth money records type thing because it's like like Are you, questioning you, you you good? Are you good? Are you Gucci? For me, it's like after a, a tragedy has befallen you <laughs> and you want nothing more than to give up, go home, uh, go to bed and never wake up again. And, but it's Gotham Money Records asking you, are you still Gucci after <laughs> all of this happened to you? Like, it's like a very deep question in your soul. Are you still Gucci? Yeah. I hope, you, years. I hope you noticed that I started and ended the playlist with two with, ten, with ten minute oh, songs did. and then bookended it with a uh, golf money records songs. <laughs> I was on yeah. purpose. Uh, yeah, I did not listen all the way through to the telepath one. Um, I turned it off after like six minutes. Sorry. I mean, it's um, like 12 minutes long. I, I don't blame you, but yeah. it's a good song. It's probably yeah, it's my favorite show. telepath song. Yeah. Really? Oh. Um, <clears throat> you should know that the uh, the final three kanji on there, it says, Terapasu no ryokusha, which means like skilled person, talented person. Is that the, the artist, the artist no name or the song name? The song name is the Huai... Why you make me feel the way you make? Why you make me feel the way you make me feel? That's what it says. From what I understand about telepath and then the uh, Japanese, I thought it was I, I. To this day, I've always thought it was telepath and then telepath in Japanese. So it's telepath, and then you see those uh right after the name you see those kind of big fat looking simpler looking ones yeah that's terapasu so that's just the phonetic name telepath in japanese so it's telepath telepath and then you see that dash yeah after that there are three characters the first one is no which is like ability the second one is power which is ryoku and then the last one is sha which is like person uh, or like thing. It can be a person or a thing, depending on what you're talking about. And so it means like talented person. So it's telepath, telepath, talented person. More or less. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. 
So I thought maybe that would interest you in some way. But I can see it hasn't. No, that interests me greatly. <laughs> I just, I, do, I wasn't aware of that. I always thought, like, I've thought for years that it was just telepath, telepath. That's always yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah, those last three kanji are talented, talented guy. Okay, word. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is a talented guy. How much longer do you have? Can I get into the telepath controversy? Uh, yeah, go for it. So, um, uh, Telepath in 2016 uh, released an album, basically a meme album. It's just Telepath doing the the things that he does to. Uh, but he sampled a bunch of hip hop songs, and he sampled um, the "I'm a Barbie Girl in a Barbie World" song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he released it under the name um, Echo N Word. <laughs> 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 and uh he he's since like a, a couple of years uh, ago he like deleted it off of all of his stuff but um recently some like vaporwave people that are are like like newcomers to vaporwave i don't blame them but they yeah. like don't really know the whole like history of like how telepath is like super important to like the vaporwave scene but they were like yeah. oh this dude is problematic he needs to come out and, and apologize for what yeah. he did. And it's like, um, to me, it's like, uh, shut the no. fuck up. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> you don't want Telepath to do that. You don't want him to break his mystical veneer. And yeah, what yeah, I would yeah. say is that, yes, Telepath did a slightly problematic thing, but uh, his music has touched so many lives, you know. like True. It, is truly a beautiful figure in the vaporwave scene, and you don't need yeah. him to break that veneer to uh, apologize for the Echo N-Word album that he yeah. already yeah, deleted two years ago. And there is like, especially this, like vaporwave being born within an internet uh, soup that is has lots of ingredients of. 4chan douchebags and shit in it, you know? Yeah. There's um, bound to be some shitty stuff that happens. Yeah. It's important to the, like, legacy of Vaporwave that we keep. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I will say that, like, um, this wasn't, like, an organic thing that people noticed. Like, it wasn't, like, some newcomer in Vaporwave being, like, I'm really offended by this thing that Telepath did. What yeah. happened was it was a dude that had been already shunned by Vaporwave for being problematic, coming out and being like, well, what about Telepath? What about uh, the thing that he did? Like, yeah. <laughs> doesn't that rectify me and make me right? You know, <laughs> the fact that he was racist, then I should be able to be racist. And that's never a good argument. That's never a winning argument. No, no, uh, that's never yeah. the thing to say. Yeah. Uh, and Telepath already quietly deleted it from his discography, so you don't need to pay attention to it. It was a one-off bad joke, you know? Yeah. And your thing, this this particular Vaporwaves dudes thing, that wasn't a one-off bad joke for you. You were just really racist on Twitter yeah. over and over again. So, yeah. Whew. Oh, that vaporwave drama. It's vaporwave. unlike any other drama in the world. 
it's it's not because it's like it's mostly 15 year olds and or people that are older than that but have the uh like brain of a 15 year old because they exist <laughs> in a tiny like scene that they think is really important when in reality yeah. it isn't i understand this is hypocritical because we are <laughs> vaporwave dudes or i'm a vaporwave dude but um yes i don't bother myself with the uh the politics of the scene don't stoop yourself that low i don't stoop that low no yeah yeah well uh you know fuck them i don't think that uh telepaths should have to apologize no it's all all telepath has to do is release a beautiful song and that's all the apology that you need (laughs) and just listen to a a beautiful telepath song and you'll be at peace you know that's all he wants (laughs) damn big truth yeah all right well um i feel like that's a beautiful note to leave things on yeah do you have anything else or are we tapped out? I'm pretty tapped out. I'm good. All right. Well, um, uh, just one quick. I did. So I wanted to plug the uh, the new SlimeWire records, uh, Bandcamp label. SlimeWire.bandcamp.com. Uh, looking for submissions. Please submit your uh, music. Uh, I'd love to release it. Um, but besides that, I dropped. There's three albums on there as of now. They're all very, very good. So go listen to them. <laughs> yes, um, I will be giving the latest release a listen on my drive through the hills of Shikoku. Swag. All right. Uh, sayonara. Sayonara. All right. We, we out. Bye. This shit sound like motherfucking Final Fantasy, goddamn. Zelda, some shit like that. Nintendo 64 type shit. I don't wanna be friends, that's the old me Ay, Diamonds in my ears like anchovies My big brother by my side like Ginobili He a shooter, his percentage just like Kobe Perfect. She was sucking my dick like wow Being broke never wasn't style Look boy, go get your ass a job right now Tryna stop my gun 60 racks in the number nine AR in a go, y'all like Columbine I be paranoid, move wisely Know my brothers got my back like Isley Just left Icebox, got my brother's new ice piece 900 horses in that whip, it's like lightning Ooh, so enticing Got that bitch up on her knees like the dice gun Got that money in the chokehold, no fighting Diamonds biting, I know these niggas hiding I don't wanna be friends, that's the old me Ay, Diamonds in my ears like anchovies My big brother by my side like Ginobili He a shooter, his percentage just like Kobe Like the last time Play with me, he 
Diamonds on like I'm colorblind Please don't make her suffer, bro Spare that little boy, he ain't no I don't wanna be friends, that's the old me Diamonds in my ears like anchovies My big brother by my side like Ginobili He a shooter, his percentage just like Kobe Get your ass a job right now